Hello everybody, Pastor Scott here along with Natalie Butler. Natalie, this is the second episode in our new series, which is called The Greatest Stories Ever Told, yes. The Parables of Jesus. Yes. And um, I'm liking this series and I'm excited because you're actually going to do, not the one we're recording today, but the next one. Yes. And I'm looking forward to that too. And I know a lot of people here at Good Sam are as well. But today's parable that we're digging into, and again, uh, maybe we should just kind of say Jesus told stories uh -huh. in order to convey um, the the deepest spiritual teachings that could ever be told. Yeah. And just a story helps make it easier for people to understand and remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've been sharing some of the parables with the youth. Uh -huh. Natalie is our youth director as well as our connections coordinator uh, here at Good Samaritan. And uh, I would be remiss in saying if you're listening to this and want more information about Good Samaritan, just go to our website, which is www.goodsamlv.com, goodsamlv.com, and, and that. But right now, we're going to dig into the second parable in the series, which is the parable of the mustard seed. And Natalie, would you read from Matthew for us, please? Absolutely. I'm going to be reading Matthew 13, 31 through 35. It says, Jesus told them another story. The kingdom of heaven is like what happens when a farmer plants a mustard seed in a field. Although it is the smallest of all seeds, it grows larger than any garden plant and becomes a tree. Birds even come and nest on its branches. Jesus used stories when he spoke to the people. In fact, he did not tell them anything without using stories. So God's promise came true, just as the prophet had said, I will use stories to speak my message and to explain things that have been hidden since the creation of the world. Yeah. Interesting that in three sentences, in verses 31 through 32, mm -hmm. three sentences, Jesus teaches a whole lot. Oh, now, yeah. I guess it's, it fits with telling the story of the mustard seed because the mustard seed is small. Yes. And so in three sentences, he's teaching a lot. Now, in a little bit, I'm going to actually pull in some other scripture that talks about a mustard seed because I think uh, some people are maybe even more familiar with that. But yeah. I think they fit well as we talk about this. But let's start with the parable itself because really what Jesus is teaching about here, he's, he's talking to the disciples and to the followers. And he's saying that, you know what? Uh, something's going on here that's gonna grow mm -hmm. and that's gonna expand. And I, I, well, I think it would be fair to say that none of the people following him at that time had any idea oh. what his following was going to turn into. Mm -hmm. uh, 2,000 years later, there are 2.4 billion Christians in the world. It is the largest uh, religion in the world. Um, some of the projections I've seen say that it's going to continue to be even into the next 30 or 40 years. Um, the fastest growth of Christianity is not in the United States, but it's in Africa and in places like South America and other places like that, but especially in Africa. Millions and millions of people coming to Christ each and every year. And, and, and so Christianity keeps growing. And so when he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, um, I mean, they would get that, like we talked about last week, when we, you know, it was an image they understood. It was a plant that was common to that area. 
Uh, I grew up on a farm in North Dakota, and we used to pull mustard <laughs> because it was a weed. And um, now some farmers can plant it and obviously have to harvest mustard in order to get mustard in the grocery stores right. and the restaurants <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But when I was growing up, it was a weed. And I think the kind we had was different than what would have been in the Middle East when Jesus was talking, oh. because he said it actually, it gets to be so big that the birds could come and, 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 nest, and, in and nest in it. Yeah. I mean, that's a big That's a big plant. tree. <laughs> but the point was, is that this tiny little seed and a mustard seed is I was tiny. I going to say, if you've, if you've never seen a mustard yeah. seed, like you could probably fit... 10 or 15 of them on like your fingertip yeah, yeah. they're so small yeah and, and so he's saying you know what I, i'm going to paraphrase obviously what's happening here right now looks maybe insignificant mm -hmm. but just wait and see what god's going to do mm -hmm. and obviously we know two thousand years later that what god has done is amazing through the message of jesus christ um this parable is recorded in other places in the Gospels as well. And interestingly to me, we read it, Natalie read it from Matthew, but in Luke's Gospel, Jesus tells this parable right after he's healed a woman uh, who had been um, uh, crippled for 18 years. And it's at the temple. And it, it says in the Bible that the ruler of the temple uh, came out and he lectures the people who are gathered there to get healed. And he says, there's six days for work. So come and be healed on those days and not on the Sabbath. <laughs> and, and I think he was really speaking to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he was really going at Jesus, who wasn't following the rules. I mean, what does a ruler of the synagogue do? They make rules yeah. or they enforce the rules. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the rules from the Old Testament, yeah. their uh, scriptures, if you will. And so, I mean, we get it. I mean, he's trying to follow what, uh, you know, the, the scriptures say at that time. But Jesus kind of turns it on him and he says, you hypocrites. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, you know, it's the Sabbath. Yeah, I get it. Again, I'm paraphrasing. You untie your oxen or your donkey. You give it water. You probably ride it to the temple. But you think it's a problem for somebody to be healed on the Sabbath. Right. And then he tells this story. Yeah. And just to give some yeah. background, too, if you're not familiar with what Sabbath means. Yeah, good point. Um, basically, the Jews, because who Jesus is talking to at the time was the Jews. Christians yep. were not yep. Yep. a thing. Um, and the Jews practiced Sabbath, which meant one day a week was supposed to be dedicated to God and they weren't supposed to work. The people weren't supposed to work, they weren't supposed to let their slaves work, and they weren't even supposed to let their animals work. Right. And so that's why Jesus yep. used the donkey as the example, yep. saying, you know, he's telling these people that there shouldn't be healing because they considered that work, when he would also break that rule yeah. in his own way. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a pastor having to work on Sunday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Or a youth director. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you're so right, and that's a good insight. And and yet Jesus' heart mm -hmm. is for the woman. Yes. His heart is for the person who needs healing. And my guess is Jesus didn't see the healing as work. Right. He saw it as the right thing to do for somebody in need. Mm -hmm. And um, and so then he tells this story. And, and again, it, it, it's if you will, it's my interpretation of it. And so 
bear with me for a second. But I, I really think the message becomes uh, what you're doing is going to have so many limitations. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is going to have so much possibility. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happened. And so we're now 2,000 years removed with billions of followers of Christ over the last 20 centuries, as well as currently 2.4 billion followers of Christ. And yet, when I asked the congregation at two of the three services, I loved the answer. I said, how many Christians would you guess are in the world? And two people said, not enough. Yes. And I love that answer <laughs> because it really is the answer. There's not an, until everybody follows Christ. Right. And we can only pray for that. But right. I mean, that's part of our job. Um, the mission isn't complete. And Jesus knew, of course, what was coming. And I, th- I, I think just that contradiction of the way the ruler of the synagogue wanted to do things mm-hmm. and what Jesus was bringing to the plate was mm-hmm. a stark contrast, Absolutely. obviously, and that. So we're going to be back in just a second with a little more. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Just I needed a little bit of a break <laughs> there. Uh, it's, again, uh, another hot day in Las Vegas and just wiping the sweat from my brow and <laughs> all of that good stuff. So, again, talking about the mustard seed, and I mentioned earlier in, you know, earlier in the podcast uh, that there was another story about a mustard seed that fits well with this. Because mm-hmm. this first, the first story is, the first parable is kind of talking about church growth. I was going to say, it's kind of talking about the the church yep. as... The not big as, church. Right, not yeah. not just, you know, Good Samaritan, yeah. but the, the church as like a Christian. Right, and that's important. Follower. That's huge. And we've got great examples. Natalie was sharing a couple with me of things that are ha- exciting things happening in different places, and that's happening all over the world. Yeah. I mean, there's cool stuff. We think there's good things happening, Good Sam, and... Uh, and that's true, but I mean, it's it's happening in a lot of places. Yeah, uh, I mean, you mentioned Africa yeah, and Asia, yep. and yeah, and it's here in America yeah. as well, and that too. But maybe to go a little more personal with the mustard seed thing, um, in Matthew 17, so a few chapters after the Matthew reading that uh, Natalie read that tells this parable, uh, we read about a man who came out of a crowd and he came to Jesus. And his son had epilepsy. And the man said that he brought him to Jesus' disciples, but none of them could heal him. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus healed the boy. And then later he responds to the question that the disciples asked about why they couldn't heal him. So basically, um, the guy went to you know the followers, the disciples, asked for healing. Boy's not healed. So now he goes to the top dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't refer to Jesus as the top dog. But, I think that's fine. Okay. <laughs> he, goes, he goes to the top, and Jesus heals him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Jesus is talking to the disciples because they said, you know, how is it, Jesus, that you can heal him, but we can't? Mm-hmm. And he says, and this is where we dig in, he said, it's because you don't have enough faith. But I can promise you this. If you had faith no larger than a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain to move from here to there, and it would, and everything would be possible for you. Mm -hmm. Let me read it again. If you had faith no larger than a mustard seed, 
You could tell this mountain to move from here to there, and it would, and everything would be possible for you. Mm -hmm. Now, when I've heard this over the years, I've felt guilty Mm. because I've thought, boy, my faith is so small. (laughs) And then I heard it differently this time. And, And that's why I think it's so important for people to dig into God's word, to take some time, because I, I really think God was kind of speaking to me in a different way, too. And to say, Scott, do you not hear or see what Jesus is saying? Right. Here? If you have a little bit of faith. Even just a tiny bit. A tiny bit. <laughs> a lot of things can happen. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that's different. I mean, I was kind of beating myself up because I didn't have much faith. And mm-hmm. Jesus is saying exactly that. If you don't have a lot, you can still do a lot right and again it's not for our glory but for his glory and I think you know yeah he was trying to tell the disciples that too but I think it's a message to everybody listening Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up for having just a little bit of faith because Jesus can do a lot with that little bit of faith right and I I like how you phrased that because you said Jesus can do a lot with that faith I think at least in my experience I feel like the disciples weren't successful because they were trying to rely on their own ability. Yeah. And when we try to rely on our own ability, we limit ourselves. But Jesus is saying, you just have to have faith in me and Jesus will work through us. It's not us doing it on our own. What does the scripture say? With God, all All things things are are possible. possible. Exactly. And I couldn't remember what the scripture was, but yes. (laughs) With God, all things are possible. Yes. Not on your own. Right. But with God. Right. And and I think this is is saying that. You shared a couple examples with me of people who had a little seed planted in them. Yeah. And how their lives changed. And I wonder if you'd share that with our listeners. Absolutely. Um, so for those who don't know, I used to work in restaurants. I worked on the Strip as a server. And we're in Las Vegas. Yes. That's the context. <laughs> yes. There. Yep. And um, I had a bartender that I worked with who ironically was a recovering alcoholic. Um, and he, he shared his story with me one time. He um, had been an alcoholic for years and came to Christ. And in that moment, he said he let go of the alcoholism and never touched it. So in one moment. Yes. He he definitely had that like turning point moment right. where he could quit cold turkey. Right. And we're not saying that's the way it works for everybody. Right. But it does right. work that way for some people. Right. And I think it's an example how a little thing totally changed yeah, his life. Exactly. Yeah. He 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 said he was a completely different person. A wonderful person. One yeah. of the, the kindest most genuine people I have ever met who totally turned away from this dark thing when he found Jesus and Jesus changed his life. Um, The other is um, a less personal story, but there's a a man named Scott Hammond who, if that name sounds familiar to you, you're probably also familiar with Charity Water. Um, He wrote a book called Thirst. And um, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And he tells his story. He was in the nightlife in New York. He was a nightclub promoter. So he would find people and bring them into the nightclubs. And you know, that that whole world in itself is very, um, it, uh, it can look bright and shiny, yeah. but it can be really dark. Yeah. Um, and he had a friend who invited him to come to church. Hmm. 
and he started going to this little church in New York and Jesus started working in his life and he just realized that nightclubs were not what he wanted to be a part of anymore. And he ended up, you know, it started very small, but he ended up uh, starting Charity Water, wow. who now has, they, they raise money and dig wells in places that don't have access to clean water. And the, the stories that he has and the lives that have been changed from this one man being changed by Jesus, having this, this tiny seed planted in his life has turned into a global mission. That's amazing. Where he, I mean, he, I mean, lives have been changed all over the world, both people who are receiving clean water and people who are helping provide that clean water, yeah. lives are being changed. That's amazing. Now you said somebody invited him to church. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there was a seed. There too. was a seed, yeah. And, and I think some people maybe are listening right now and going, but what can I do? Mm -hmm. It might be as simple as inviting somebody to church. Right. Or maybe sharing this podcast with. Right. Or saying a prayer for somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, I shared a couple uh, quotes that I want to read in my message. Um, one, the first is by a gentleman named Mark Batterson. And Mr. Batterson says, I think faith is the small mustard seed of opportunities every day. Mm. For example... Am I going to love this person? Am I going to share my faith with this person? Am I going to pray that little prayer? He says, it's really a daily thing where you seize those little mustard seed opportunities and then see what God does. Mm. And that's what I love. You know, somebody uh, seized a mustard seed opportunity right. when they invited him to say, church. I was gonna say, they had no idea. No. They couldn't have had any right. idea what was going to come out of that. They just invited him yeah and, and and that's what i was trying to encourage the congregation and i'm encouraging the listeners right now is to say too many times i think we hold back and go yeah but i'm nobody i mm -hmm. can't do this mm -hmm. you don't know mm -hmm. who you're talking to you don't know how god's going to use you you don't know what um that gesture of kindness might mean to somebody's life. I mean, I've read stories about people who were ready to commit suicide, but because somebody mm -hmm. was just nice to them and smiled at them, it stopped them. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We don't have a clue. Yeah. But God's at work with those mustard seed opportunities. And, you know, I think Batterson's correct in just saying, seize those opportunities and see what God can do. And, and just like we talked about with the disciples, yep. You, you may not feel capable, right. but it's not you who's doing it. Yeah. It's, it's God working through you, yeah. and it's being open to those opportunities to let him do that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, an example I used uh, during the sermon, and I'll just say it again too, because it, it happened to me today, and that was, you know, so many times you're driving, at least in the large cities like Las Vegas, and that you'll see somebody you know, at the side of the street asking for money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if they're scamming me or if they're in genuine need. Sometimes I give money. Most of the time I don't, to mm -hmm. be honest. But what I'm trying to do now each time is say a prayer. Oh, for sure. And, and not rolling down my window and shouting it out at them, <laughs> but just saying, you know, Lord, bless that person. Mm -hmm. I don't know their situation, but you do. Uh, open up the doors of possibilities for them and just bless them somehow today. Mm -hmm. We don't know what that might do. Right. Um, and it, it's not for my benefit, but it's for God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so that's that little prayer 
or maybe that's for your significant other, maybe that's for your son or your mm -hmm. daughter or mm -hmm. a neighbor kid down the street, a grandchild or something. We, you know, we just don't know. And um, but thank goodness that person invited. What's the gentleman's Scott name? Scott Hammond. Scott Hammond to church, because mm -hmm. um, you know. Could God have done it with someone else? Sure, he could have of done course. it with someone else. But the point was, somebody took action on their little bit of faith, and it helped to change the world. I don't know if this is true or not. I've heard the story several times, I think it might be, that um, a, a preacher in North Carolina showed up one you know, Friday night, Wednesday night, and there were two people in church. Mm -hmm. And he was a little discouraged, but decided to do a sermon. And he invited people to receive Christ. And one of the people did, and his name was Billy Graham. Oh, wow. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> what if yeah. he, he had been disappointed and not let God use him that night? You know, the world might have been a different place. Yeah because of that. So. I just wanted to correct myself. Um, it's actually Scott Harrison okay. is his name. Yeah. Charity Water. Charity and Water. what's the name of the book? The book is called Thirst, A Story of Redemption, Compassion, and a Mission to Bring Clean Water to the World. Cool. Scott Harrison. Harrison. And then, so I, I, I guess maybe as we wrap up this episode, the parable was about God's kingdom growing mm -hmm. and growing into something huge. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that might seem um, unfathomable. It might seem, you know, we can't really put it into context, but that's not where most of us are at. Mm -hmm. Most of us are at that second part that I read from Matthew 17, where Jesus says to the disciples, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move, yeah. and it would be moved. Yeah. And with God, all, all things, things are possible. possible. And so I don't know what you're facing in your life right now, but if you get down on yourself and say, I have so little faith, I think the message today is a little faith is a lot. I was going to say it's all you need. <laughs> yeah. And so a little faith in Jesus Christ, in that right place, the right one, the one in whom we build our lives, the one who is, as we talked about in the last episode, the rock, the foundation of our lives, uh, you've got a pretty darn good place to be working mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. So, all right, Natalie, thanks for joining me again Thank today. Thanks for listening. We're always happy when you turn in and uh, just, again, feel free to share that with anybody. Again, a lot more information about the church. Just go to our website, goodsamlv, www, no, I said that wrong. <laughs> www.goodsamlv.com. That's why I've got Natalie here, <laughs> so she keeps me on track. Thanks, everyone. Have a blessed day. Thanks for joining.